The Beatles are a pretty nice band, and we've got a lot to say. The Beatles are a pretty nice band, talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfit a lot, so are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band, someday we'll judge if they're fine, oh yeah, someday we'll judge if they're fine. Being for the benefit of Mr. Kites. There will be a show tonight on trampoline. Fun. Dangerous. What a scene. I guess. <laughs> uh, I'm not a fan of modern day circuses, but an old timey circus? I'd be down for that. In theory, I guess. Probably not practice. But in any event, this one is fun. John Lennon wanted the song to sell like he could smell the sawdust. And I think Jeff Emmerich and George Barton pulled that off. I like John's phrasing of production will be second to none in sync with Ringo's drumming. I like the Lowry organ and the harmonium playing, the dreamy sound effects. It just transports you to another world. Yeah, absolutely. I think all those points are dead on. Uh, My first memory was the circus, actually. like I remember the marquee of Madison Square Garden, weirdly enough. Uh, I don't know why that's my first memory. It just, you, you don't choose your first memory, but no. for some reason that's mine. Um, the phrase that you said, smell the sawdust, is just a perfect way to describe the song. And it's like theatrical, but in a grimy way, because, mm-hmm. you know, old timey circus. Uh, it's disconcerting. It's a little spooky. It's it's a very unique song in their, in their work. I too uh, went to the circus as a kid at... Madison Square Garden. Oh, okay. Uh, it's not my first memory. Um, I think my first memory was watching a football game with my father. Okay, <laughs> sure. So, yeah, on January 31st, 1967, while the Beatles were in Seven Oaks, Kent, making a promotional film for Strawberry Fields Forever, the music video, John Lennon wandered into an antique shop close to their hotel it was there he bought a framed Victorian circus poster from 1843. The poster announced Pablo Fag's Circus Royale, coming to Town Meadows in Rockdale. It grandly announced that the circus would be for the benefit of Mr. Kite and would feature Mr. J. Henderson, the celebrated Somerset thrower, and Xanthus, the horse. Mr. Kite was William Kite, a performer and the son of circus owner James Kite. In 1810, he had founded Kite's Pavilion Circus and later moved to Wells' Circus. It is thought that he worked in Pavlovag's Fair between 1843 and 1845. Fank was Britain's first black circus owner. He was born William Darby in Norwich in 1796. Huh. Lennon hung the poster in his music room at his home in Weybridge and began to use it as inspiration for a song. Some of the facts he changed... The circus was coming to Bishop's Gate rather than Rockdale. The horse became Henry. The circus became a fair. Mr. Kite was late of Wells' circus, rather that of Pablo Fank. And Mr. Henderson, rather than Mr. Kite, promised to challenge the world. I had a co-worker who had this poster in his office. Hmm. And I did not know that it was based on a poster until that moment. Wow. 
and I were it was at a I was working at a horse horse racing track, so uh, there was plenty of horses named Henry. I'm sure. Is it are, are they on heroin? Well, I mean, at Aqueduct Racetrack, you never know. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. Uh, what a surprise! Lennon was later dismissive of the song. Uh Probably, and it was mostly because he was lazy around that time, and I guess he considered just ripping off a circus poster. uh, But change enough details where, you know, you're not accused of getting, you know, ripping it off. Like, you know, students are now having to change a little bit of facts when they try to write their essays on ChatGPT. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Topical. You know. Yeah. In the year of our Lord, 2023. Mm. He also denied there were dr- hidden drug references in the song. He said, I had never seen heroin in that period. No, it's all just from that poster. The song is pure, like a painting, a pure watercolor. Sure. <laughs> you don't believe him? I don't know. I mean, I don't. I, I, did he do heroin? I'm, Le- yeah, not. but I, don't, I think it was a little later. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think I think a lot of these like sensor things that would happen f- with them were overblown, and like people are like looking for things to be drug references. Yeah, that, 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 especially with this album. Yeah, as we'll see more of. Uh huh. As we go further along, I have a very specific song in mind. Hmm. Mm. Paul McCartney added, "Being for the benefit of Mr. Kite." to the set list of his Out There tour in 2013. In a July 2013 interview with Rolling Stone, he said he had co-written the song with John Lennon. You know, the only time I've seen McCartney live, he did this song, and I was confused. <laughs> it's like an odd choice for him to do, but I mean, he pulled it off. But Yeah. He's slowly but surely claiming every Beatles song that was, is partially his. Or, or and you his. know what? That's fine. He's still there, you know, like, sure. Do, like, like he started the show with Hard Day's Night, which I've never considered to be a Paul song. I mean, I know he does, like, the bridge, but, like, whatever. Yeah. He's a freaking Beatles. <laughs> hey, I was in the Beatles. Beatles, hashtag Beatles did it. I did it. Paul did it. I'm Paul. Paul is live. George Martin was given the task of coming up with a fairground production for the song. And George Martin explained that John was the least articulate when it came to asking for what he wanted. He would deal in moods, he would deal in colors almost, and he would never be specific about what instruments or what line I had. I would do that myself. John was more likely to say, as in the case of being for the benefit of Mr. Kite, it's a fairground sequence. I want to be in that circus atmosphere. I want to smell the sawdust when I hear that song. So it was up to me to provide that. And George Martin followed through on it. I, f- I knew we needed a backwash, a general mush of sound. Like if you go to a fairground, shut your eyes and listen. Rifle shots, hurdy-gurdy noises, people shouting, and way in the distance, just a tremendous chaotic sound. So I got hold of old Calliope tapes, playing Stars and Stripes Forever, and other Sousa marches, 
chopped the tapes up into small sections, and had Jeff Emmerich throw them up in the air, reassembling them at random. And Jeff Emmerich said when they originally threw them up in the air, it came down as like virtually the same order, and they had to <laughs> just just do it themselves. That's an interesting way of doing it. Mm. The song was then left until March 28, 1967, with George Harrison, Ringo Starr, Mal Evans, and Neil Aspinall overdubbed harmonica parts. Lennon played an organ, and Paul added a lead guitar part. It was one of three songs from the Sgt. Pepper album that was banned from playing on the BBC, supposedly because the threes had read a horse, combined two words that were individually known as slang for heroin. Hmm. How did the BBC know that? Is what I want to know. Love counts. Very hip. Zero. Josie Scale. I like the song. Nothing against it. Is it better than Your Love by the Outfield? I say nay. (laughs) Josie. (laughs) Josie the horse. I'm going to go with Josie as well. This is is not a favorite song of mine. Josie Shaw was a horse. Josie there you go. There you go. Wow. Thank you so much. That is a perfect reference right there. If, if anyone thought, gets that one, please write in. I saw it live. No way, really? Way. Wow. Way, hey. I love Kurt, them. Kurt, uh, should we Kurt, just tell Kurt, say what it is? Kurt yeah. Brownholler and Kristen Shaw, and they, uh, they do a bit where Kurt... Uh, sings and claps along to himself, Kristen Shaw is a horse. Kristen Shaw is a horse. It's some other line. Her dance and look at her go and look at her dance like a horse. Oh, yes. It just gets, it goes faster and faster. And while Kristen is dancing frantically. <laughs> it's like, it really threads the line of, um, oh gosh, now I'm, now I'm blanking on his name. Um, it's like an Andy Kaufman routine, basically. Where it's yeah, like, it's yeah. funny. It's not funny. It's kind of funny. Now it's really funny. Like with the, uh, have you ever seen his skit? Uh, I trusted you. Uh, no. Okay. If you type in Andy Kaufman, I trusted you. It's basically, it's like this, a similar thing to Kristen Shaw's a horse. Um, nice. I think Kristen Shaw and Kurt Ronald are performed at my college together, like a parents weekend. Hmm. Um, but I didn't know it was happening. Um, and l- later I booked Kurt Braunler to perform at, at my college. I did like a, we did, we threw a festival, like a free music festival that year. Um, because there was a festival in town that was suddenly being charged. So we had an idea to do like a, our own thing, but make it free. And we had Kurt Braunler headline headline, meaning start the show. And then we had other bands and he's like, you know, I've been here before. Cause I, with Kristen, I was like, Oh, interesting. Wow. You can cut all of this out by the way. Yeah, I, I could. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yes. Being for the benefit of Mr. Kite. Eh, it's a horse of a song. The Beatles are a pretty nice band. Talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfield a lot So are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band Someday we'll judge if they're fine, oh yeah Someday we'll judge if they're fine